0: It's the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon podcast coming to you live at the time of this recording. It's President's Day. What could be more presidential than our 48th episode of Celebrating All Things Geek Culture? We're the Brandons, are we not?
1: Uh, Yes, we are.
0: And we are coming to you fresh off the heels of a really absorbent geek filled weekend for us.
1: Yep. Yeah. 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 We have a couple of movies that we saw. We just both just saw Black Panther yesterday. Yep. So we want to talk about that today. Full on spoiler. Full spoiler review on that. Also. But we assume
0: if you're like us, you are one of the many that saw it. Did you see the box office did almost
1: 200 yep. million? Yep. Black Power. Well, and it's a three day weekend too. Yeah. So today they're going to go. Even more you know, so, yeah, two hundred and seventy probably. Let's do it. So, uh, and then we also both watched the new Cloverfield Paradox movie, the Netflix the, exclusive, mm-hmm, the one that we gotta, we didn't even know was going to exist until Super Bowl. Pretty much, I will tell you now, I liked one more than the other. Okay, yeah. And then we also want to touch on. We we're just kind of, you know, we we had this discussion a couple of times about the good and the bad of the quote souls games, right? Those or blood. The Bloodborne, the Souls games, but I mean, yeah, and we those thought, games that just We talked the about the it enough you. in
0: our own personal lives when we're not on the mics. We're like, you know what? We can bring this on air. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do that. And that's pretty much the three main points we're going to get in today. A lot of times we go Divergent, but... Yeah, we, we
1: talk about Divergent, the Divergent series so, a oh, lot. What is that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, are there is there, not there a new one?
0: Probably. Who cares? But you yeah. know what? I just realized we're facing down another movie that we're probably going to want to Go watch this weekend and talk about, too.
1: Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the anal kind. (laughs) Yeah, I got a website for that. So those are basically the three main topics we're going to touch on. But, of course, we have to say thank you to the fake sponsors that really make this podcast possible. Please give a listen to our very first fake sponsor. Hey, how you doing? Has someone you know been injured in a car crash? Or maybe you know a guy that was
0: injured at work? Like he just fell off a third-story balcony and all like, Oh, my arm is broke. What a baby. Guess you're gonna have to learn how to jerk off with your left hand like a bitch. Get out of here. See what just happened there? We made a guy feel even worse about getting hurt by also hurting his feelings. That's what we do here at Brooklyn's own insulting firm called Insult to Injury. That's right, you know someone who has got hurt and is all being like boo-hoo about it? Give us a call. We will personally go over there and call him a pansy, knock his hat off his head, make him feel emasculated, and we'll do what we can to sleep with his wife. Here's a case of a clip we just settled last month. Psst. hey, how you doing? I'm a friend of Frank's. He told me you fell off a ladder at work yesterday.
1: Oh yeah, you know Frank was supposed to be holding on to that ladder. But he let go to make some lewd gesture to a woman walking by. So I ended up falling and breaking my. <laughs> you little
0: bitch! What? Look at you! Crying about your stepladder? Wham! My stepladder hurt me! Oh no, I wish I knew my real ladder! You pansy!
1: Who are you? That's really rude. Hey, my hat!
0: Aw, oh, did the weak little jellyfish ink his pants when he got hurt? Jellyfish?
1: Jellyfish don't even ink. I think you're thinking of an octopus. <laughs>
0: nerd. Yeah, whatever. I'm out of here. Hey, wait up, wait up. Hey, before you go, I need your address. Uh, I'm going to go try to sleep with your wife now. That's Insult to Injury, your personal insulting firm in Brooklyn, obviously, located at the corner of Bank and Broad Street.
1: Ha, <laughs> sounds like you just said, bang your broad street.
0: Haha, <laughs> yeah, it did, which I just might. Insult to Injury Brooklyn's finest insulting firm Firm Like your mom's titties (laughs) If you ever need any services like that I couldn't think of a better company to recommend Than
1: Insult to Injury Insult to Injury You know, I can't think of any other company at all Like Shows how successful they are It's a very niche market And it's very East Coast Mm, mm, How about that? We have one more Yeah, this one
0: I'm just going to Tell you about it live here in person. Now, I have never used these, but I've heard great things. You know what legal pads are, right? Oh, of course. Yes. So I want to tell you about this new brand specifically mm-hmm. called Legal Pads. It's an all-new tampon and sanitary napkin brand for women, judges, and lawyers. Cool. So when they say all rise, you can do so with confidence.
1: <laughs> I like, okay, good. That's yeah. a good tagline.
0: Those are legal pads. That makes sense. Use them today. Cool. Can That's, we kick into it? We really should. Yeah. Good shoulder shimmy. You guys ready? We're talking uh, first about video games.
1: I'm glad you like my shoulder shimmy.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, very- it's
1: something that the the listeners aren't able to see my excitement. But hopefully they feel it in the cadence and tone of your voice. Speaking of shoulder shimmy, there is a lot of shoulder shimmies in Black Panther. Which we'll get into very shortly. You're gonna, <laughs> you are not wrong.
0: Uh, it is President's Day. And it's nice to be able to record. We both have today off. It's sunny out. It's a out. great
1: day to celebrate 44 of our 45 presidents. <laughs> Which
0: Whichever one could you be possibly omitting. But we're not talking about that, thankfully. We're Abraham talking Lincoln. about video games. We don't have any new video games that either of us have played since our last recording. But just kind of reflecting back thinking about some of these uh the souls games. Yeah, the they will literally kill you kind of games. Well, and
1: and here's why is because I I recently started playing Bloodborne at the suggestion of multiple friends w- who were are saying this is I I've got friends who are there, they're like this is my favorite game. I've got other friends who are like trust us, you're going to hate it at first, you're going to get through it and you're going to love it. And I I played hours and hours and hours of that game and i'm waiting for the moment for me to go oh man i love that and it never came but i know that you have played dark souls one and three yes neither to completion would you blame me no because yeah. they're very hard now let me ask you this did you like those games did you enjoy the There's time playing things
0: them? i liked about them but overall it's a very frustrating experience and i don't know if and you there's no there's no blinders on i go go into those games fully knowing that especially um you know nowadays that's what they're known for yeah cuz i'm still playing dark souls 3 on occasion still haven't finished that and it's so satisfying but i just don't know like have you heard the term high risk high reward yeah yeah so well that's what these are yeah they very much so and i just don't know if the reward is worth all the risk and what i think I we agree. should talk about that risk versus that reward cuz when you finally beat that one boss it's great but how many hours, how many lost inventory, mm-hmm. how much lost inventory, I should say. And sometimes it just doesn't feel worth it. And coming so close to defeating these things. And then they take on another shape or form that you didn't know was coming. Because yep. you could easily go online and look how to like cheese balm, them. And I'm sure there's some, you know, little glitches. In fact, I know there's a glitch for one of the uh, bosses in Dark Souls 3. And I purposely stayed away from it. You can like get him in a corner and he can't move or something like that. He just gotta lure him. It's oh, an, see that's the thing I would totally capitalize on. And I kind, but there is that temptation. But then that's not really playing the game. That's playing uh, a loophole.
1: Well, yes, uh, but a lot of times when you're playing games, it's finding, it's finding ways to sort of trick the system into allowing you to get through it. I think that's
0: how they defeated Jaws in the first movie. Pretty sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: They they. They backed them into a corner uh, of the ocean. I hate
0: those (laughs) ocean corners. But overall, and I know they're wildly popular within their own fan base. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And very loyal. And people still post memes about them or play through. Um, And it's a proving ground. Like, if you're good at this game, you're a good gamer, you
1: know? Yes and no. I actually consider myself a very good gamer. um, but And I was able to get through a lot of this. Bloodborne, specifically, is the one I'm talking about. I was able to get through a lot of that game. But it just became this begrudging thing where I, I would die, and I'd go, great, well, I was trying to beat this boss. I used every healing potion that I had. I used every little thing to make my weapon stronger. And I used every antidote I had or whatever, and I still died. The problem is, is then I have to go and I have to spend an hour recapture basically farming farming, yeah again all of that and i totally understand that's sort of the point of the game but it makes it so that when you die it's like a gut punch it's it's like insult to injury
0: yes (laughs) you know i would say quite honestly there have been times playing specifically dark souls 3 just within the last how many ever months where i have felt my blood pressure go up and i don't need to be hooked up i can feel my heart starting to pump out more blood and i can feel Which i find that my to temperature be a, rising that's a good game that's that's good but that's almost feels like unhealthy to a degree like a game yeah. should not be having this much of an effect on me and yes it's like riding learning how to ride a bike and it can be scary and especially when you fall off but at the same time it's like no i really want to do this because i know the reward and the feeling of accomplishment is going to be so worth it but then 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 there's a the next bigger one and it's just like where does it where does it end I mean, I know the game eventually ends, but the first boss in Dark Souls 3 is one of the hardest in the whole game, and you're under no illusion. I just think that maybe they should make it an option going forward in these types of games to have in-game adjustable difficulty. Mm -hmm. Like a Skyrim, you can literally pause in the middle of a boss battle, not just to guarantee a win, but like, I'm getting my ass kicked and this is Mm -hmm. not fun, so I'm going to just take it down a notch. Yeah, I think that would be a good, but then that wouldn't be a Souls game. Well, and and that's
1: the thing is then it would take away the risk reward situation. Yeah, I all, you know another thing that actually I wouldn't have minded was, I, I know this sounds so weird that I'm comparing the two, but in Mario Odyssey when I was fighting the final boss, I think after the third time I died before going back into there into the room where I'm fighting the big boss, um, there's a now there's a guy there who's selling me something that will increase my health Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like the game says i know you're having a hard time we don't want to punish you continuously over and over again we want you to get through it and so here's a little bit of an extra help and i had no problem i mean granted it was a mario game so it's a different story sure but i had no problem taking that help and it did help me you know and it helped me help me beat the boss and if there was something in this game that gave me a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a way where I could increase health or could easily buy back like health potions or whatever and not have to farm them out. Something making it so that every time I died during a boss, I didn't have to spend 30 to 60 minutes going and farming before I can try to beat that boss again and then only die. And then I'm like, Dude, my, my gaming time is extremely limited. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it, it does is. Up. Like with real life, gaming time can be very limited. And I don't like the idea that I could play that game for three or four hours and have not Nothing gone anywhere. It. Yeah. Nowhere.
0: So, it, you know, we're not dumb. We know what this is and what we're getting ourselves into. But at the same time, you it knew just what this it, was. Exactly. If there's just one little tweak like. I really like that idea you mentioned based on what you experienced in uh, Odyssey, but just something to make them a little more slanted towards the gamer. Because let's face it, it's like betting against the house in Vegas. The monsters are going to win, unless you're one of those rare you know, savant players who can time things exactly, know exactly when to expect things. And you know what it takes me back to as far as just knowing the tendencies of your, your opponent and timing and when they take this form or when they do this attack? It's a lot like just mapping out and being almost like a programmer uh, in uh, Punch Out. That's all Punch Out uh, yeah. was. You di- it, yeah. you just had it's to just know timing. when to do this, this, that, this, and it is yeah. kind of like that with modern day technology, graphics, and gameplay. But it still has that feel of like it's just a matter of timing and knowing when yeah. and tracking patterns.
1: And I don't mind that. Like I, I appreciate a game that really rewards you for understanding stuff like that in a game to really understand the game to the point where you have you literally in those souls type games you have to master them you have to become a master of the controls of every boss fight in order to go on and i don't mind that what i don't like is the punishment that you take in order to get there yeah there's no stumbling
0: you can't just trip or stumble it's a fall off a cliff and then a a creepy yeah. long descent back or ascent back up,
1: and literally when you say a long descent back up, I mean it's. I meant ascent. Ascent. What? Well, what? Either way, but the fact that like when you, you die, you go back, and I'm talking bloodboard again because that's the one I've played the most. You go back to the you know whatever lantern that you were last at, but the problem there is that well okay now I've got to fight my way back the to the boss. Regenerate. Unlike a normal game where you might respond right outside the door of wherever that you know that church door to go in and fight that enemy whatever that may be that is not there so there's also that okay well now i've got to spend 5 minutes getting back just just getting back to the boss and that that just every piece of that seems like a little bit of a waste of time for me
0: i agree these are beautiful games that's to say nothing They're of them gorgeous. negatively the gameplay is great it's very it appeals to the very adult game player uh, who doesn't like powder puff stuff? Um, but at the same time, I just don't think they're for me. Having played a few, having seen you play Bloodborne and watched other people play, it's just so just, similar. Yeah, it's just not my game. You know, it's mm-hmm. not to say that they're not good or they're not well constructed or they will not be continually successful. I know Bloodborne Two is, you know, in the works. I wouldn't be surprised before too long if we get a Dark Souls Four. And I'll Souls probably 4. try
1: Bloodborne Two. I probably will absolutely put a handful of hours into that. I guess. M- I'm just not going to beat myself up over it. No. I'm going to get to a point where I try, 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 try. And if I get too, just like this last game, if I get too like angry at it yes, and I feel like I'm wasting my time, I'm just not going to play anymore. Yeah.
0: You got to know when to walk away sometimes.
1: Yeah. I, and that's the thing is like, I like games that have a start point and an end point. Like, like story, story based games that have a start and an end. I really enjoy because my gaming time is limited and it allows me to feel like I have completed something. I have beaten that game. I have. It's like doing a puzzle. Experienced that story, right? Yeah. It's like, but but Bloodborne is in in the Dark Souls games are like doing a puzzle where every five minutes somebody comes and they just slam all your pieces off the table. Yeah, and, and, and you're like, just like, come on. And
0: in the meantime, you're basically doing it in the dark for sure. Yeah. So more power to those players who like those games and are well, you can like them. Doesn't mean you're good at them. So when I see someone succeeding in those games, I'm like. Dude, yeah yeah okay you you are touched almost in a way that you understand this and I I don't
1: I would say probably I mean I know that a lot of people are listening to this going you guys just don't get it and I I know that I get that I don't I get it I know that yeah. I know I don't get it but the fact that I don't get it is why I don't like it Um, it's just not for me yeah as much I mean I, I enjoyed some of my time playing it I'm just not all of it it's like bath
0: water and milk yeah do you think about that I think that's all we really want to touch on for this time around in video games. Now, it's time to talk movies. We're going to start with Netflix original, Cloverfield Paradox, and then we'll conclude with Black Panther.
1: This morning, I was very happy to have that couple hours of extra time to where I was able to fit in Cloverfield Paradox just in time for this recording.
0: Knowing that you were going to watch it inevitably anyways, but we were trying to expedite it. So we yeah, could I was talk trying to get it, it done by today. Was it a chore in retrospect, or was it a joy for you?
1: I enjoyed it. I guess it's really difficult to go into a movie where you don't understand at all what you're about to watch. It was
0: mysterious through and through.
1: And we have watched the original Cloverfield. We've watched 10 Cloverfield Lane, and we know that this is somehow in the same universe. Well, it's but got it's the title. So, That's about it. It's so different than the others that you kind of go... I'm really just curious about what this is. And I'm really curious about how this ties into the whole grander story. And they're really good about making an entire movie where if, if it wasn't for the name Cloverfield, you wouldn't have any idea that it was tied into that greater story.
0: I agree. And well, basically and until the is, very, very, very end scene. And in this
1: case, that is what happens. Yeah. There's only one thing at the very end that you're kind of like, Oh, I think I get how this is starting well, to tie as
0: far end. as And envis- that being, by the way, full on spoilers. We said this at the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. but for the next two uh, bits regarding the movies, we're talking about. We are talking about them. So if you haven't seen them, don't want to hear about it yet, then yeah. uh, just listen to yeah, this yeah. after you've done that. Fair, cool. Visually, yes, they show you the the Cloverfield monster, but they also make some mention throughout the movie of things relating to the previous films. Like what?
1: I didn't catch those.
0: Did they? <laughs> now I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> Damn it! I thought I, at the time I thought anyways, but now I don't really have a concrete. Uh, Example. So maybe maybe they didn't, but just so they're in a world in a time frame where war is happening between. So this is some European nations and like the rest of the world. Russia, especially Russia and Germany, were warring. uh, Well, I think it's basically like a World War Three. Let's just say because
1: well, it's a it's a resource and power war where it's a typical
0: story. The Earth is depleting itself.
1: Yes. Um, we've used up the resources and so now there's wars for resources, right? Where every country is starving or they're cold and they don't have enough power and they're pretty much fighting for all of that.
0: Is that why they were in space to find a way to harvest new energy or something? So they were, the
1: reason they were in space was because whatever reactor thing, the beam, whatever that was that they were doing. The arc or something they call it? It was too dangerous it was unstable that's was, why they got it was st- unstable st- stuck out there for an extra like two
0: two years or something. well,
1: sort of yeah it was it was unstable and they thought if this thing were to go bad on earth it could destroy the earth so they did it out in space and that that was sort of their like but what was that thing supposed to do that's why it create just was... unlimited power unlimited okay. energy sure but um it somehow created a rift between dimensions,
0: which has never been done before in a sci-fi space movie.
1: No, no, I don't. I can't think of a single one. No, I thought it took a good turn to what we're sort of used to seeing in a sci-fi st- type movie. I mean, obviously, this whole interdimension thing, we're Planetary. used to that, right? We're sort of used to that concept. But I like the way they introduced it in this, where something happens and you have no idea what's going on until you start seeing the woman that's stuck in the walls. And they are like, and how the hell did she get there? So you don't, didn't catch that either. I guess I did not. Um, because when they had, when they fired off of like a successful test run, Mm -hmm. um, it did make multiple dimensions or at least two dimensions. Like converge, converge and, and ram into each other. And so it, the world oh, and- that they were in was a mix of both. Yes. And so that woman basically somehow merged with She was with the sole sh-
0: survivor on her crew, from her crew.
1: I don't know if she was the... I maybe. thought she said
0: they were all dead or something like maybe, that. Maybe, maybe. But she wound up in the wall somehow.
1: Because maybe the ship was built differently, so where she was standing in one dimension was where a wall was in another. Yes, And so it, she kind of like... The dimensions came together, and she f- kind of fused the wall fused around her and through her. Okay, and uh, and then that also made it so that there are certain things like in in one world the woman's family was alive, and the other one they're dead. In one world, the, one of the guys was a like a traitor who was doing just oh that was the, ship.
0: Um, the that was uh, the guy from Civil War, uh, the German guy. Yes, he was the bad guy. In Civil War, yeah, yeah,
1: um, and then. He was in one universe, he was a bad guy in the other one he was a good guy.
0: and so who's who or which dimension is their reality? but they're living in like in a cross section a little bit. Well, I that's guess.
1: sort of the thing is you don't really know who's from I mean, they sort of spelled it out. there was no like twists or turns where one person was secretly from another galaxy, I don't think. Right? Okay I, think I just I out.
0: have I have so many questions about this movie and I don't even know if it's worth getting uh, the energy to it because honestly, I did not really enjoy this movie. But one of the things is, so the guy's eye turns in on him, and then he's talking to someone. So is it, are there demons? They just basically said in this other dimension, like everything's not what it seems and anything can happen. And then how did the, he inhale the worms, and how did he have that big reactor thing inside of his body? And how did the guy's arm get...
1: I don't know. They there's, just didn't explain anything. There's so much that they didn't explain, right? Like how the one guy's arm can be gone and... and- wrote notes to them yeah but how it's somehow a sentient and arm
0: who who ate his arm the wall magically ate his arm
1: well i think that I, I think that's where like the two dimensions are getting messed up and in one situation there might not be a wall and the other or one dimension there's not a wall and one dimension there is okay so it like if he puts his hand through it even though it there's a wall in his dimension there's not in the other so he it's basically like his lost arm is time, kind of lost in time space continuum. That's what they almost always of, say in, yeah. in
0: movies. But the chick, right, from the right. other crew, who tells her about her other family and world, the blonde one. Yes, how jacked up was she? Remember, she was like had she was on fire. She had like her face was melting. She had rods going through her body when they find her in the wall. Yeah, she was jacked up, right? And by the end of the movie, she's totally mobile, yeah, running but, around. But this is
1: the future where you could assume that they have far greater technology to fix somebody up i just thought that was inconsistent but was it inconsistent in black panther no because they didn't have vibranium in space oh okay we'll get to that though don't don't, i'm just saying i'm just saying that same exact concept of they have the technology to heal somebody super quick existed in both movies but one did you care about no but one they made very obvious one they did not well i don't think you if you're on a space station in the future and somebody gets healed very quickly you can just assume that it's That's, because the technology is comes futuristic with the territory. yeah okay so i didn't think they needed to explain that they they don't want to treat the audience like they're idiots oh but thank you
0: <laughs> i feel like i could look at a lot of fine points i did like the ending though it did not work for me when it becomes a family issue and like the the husband she's speaking to him in her dimension, in her time, like that was confusing. And then he finds a little girl, and then they try to lightly pay homage to Ten Cloverfield Lane with the bunker scene. Mm-hmm. And like, were we led to believe that they were in the same bunker? I don't know. No, I don't think so. It didn't look the same. No, it didn't. But it just yeah, that that they didn't really build that up. You know, what I I'm don't
1: saying? think he was speaking to her in a different dimension. He never spoke to her.
0: Oh yeah, I guess you're right. No, yeah. he
1: was texting other people and speaking to other people. It was never her. Right. And, and it so, was it was somebody else at the space station, like at the, you know, ground station or wherever. Yes. Who's who told who called and told him she's on her way home and he's like, No.
0: No, don't come here. No,
1: tell her not to come back. So
0: was he living in a world where it's war or a monster? Monsters. And he was
1: living in the monster world where Whereas where, where
0: she originally came from, the I don't know her name, but the main character who we were supposed to care about. She came from, by the time she launched out into space, it was full-on war down. Because if you recall, she was talking to him very... Him it wasn't
1: full-on war. Well, they were saying... There you know, was, like,
0: war on the brink of war. There's shots being fired, and, like, battalions are starting to line up in the streets and right. stuff like that. It, it was just a very confusing movie, and I don't think it was done so purposely. I think it was just done so out of lack of development and... It's just It was a very confusing movie, and they did not explain themselves. And I'm not saying you have to explain yourself, because I get it. It's a sci-fi fiction, right? But especially that based on science. But it just felt really lazy at the end of the day. And they just kind of relied on like a lot of stereotypical stuff for me. You know, mm-hmm. oh, just say it's another dimension because then you can do whatever you want and you don't really have to explain. Things. I totally. Yeah, I agree with it you. it was still enjoyable. And I did like at the end, the the Cloverfield monster comes out of the sky and probably eats her spaceship returning.
1: No, I don't think so. I, I wanted she it she, to. she flew way past it. I wanted. Him Wait, to. He, so so let's real quick before we wrap this up, touch on how th- those how these movies connect because do they i, I, <laughs> that's I don't my, know my question she comes back to a world where they show the cloverfield monster from the original cloverfield movie correct but here's the problem the original cloverfield movie didn't take place in the future no it did not and nor did cloverfield attend cloverfield lane no they were all like
0: present day it stuff. was all
1: present day so, so are we if to assume that the they've future, been living
0: this whole time
1: with the monster somehow well i don't i i don't. No, that's the thing it's like basically, this movie says that when they crossed dimensions, it crossed dimensions for the planet too like maybe for the whole universe I don't know and so the earth became riddled with monsters and then but I, I just don't understand the timeline because this is in the future that it it caused the interdimension shift to happen yeah so why is it that in the previous movies they're in the present when the monsters are there?
0: You got me, and then I would here's love another to thing. Ask and, the uh, you know the writers and yeah. some of the people that you know created this.
1: And then in Ten Cloverfield Lane, I thought it was aliens because they had spaceships and stuff.
0: Yeah, maybe Cloverfield is just a huge term for saying extraterrestrial.
1: Well, but yeah, and that's assuming that the monsters, the Cloverfield monster, is an extraterrestrial. We don't know that he we could don't... just be like on Earth in a different dimension. Those monsters rule,
0: and maybe he was just you know, sedentary in the ocean for like a million years and every million years he wakes up to eat or something like that. We don't know. And I'm okay not knowing, but at the same time, this just did not feel like it was worthy of the Cloverfield moniker based on how much I really did enjoy the previous two. This just felt like a straight-to-TV sci-fi original for me.
1: Well, it sort of was. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Um, I I feel like they were... I feel like what they're trying to do with this Cloverfield universe is approach this universe where they give you just a small hint of what's going on in the overall Cloverfield universe, but also take on different genres of movies. So you have an action monster movie. You have like a creepy, small, compact movie. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's sort of like a horror. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Very suspenseful. Uh, Suspense, yeah. And then you have a sci-fi one. And so... I think they're so trying the next, like, to... it. what's names like, a comedy? Yeah. Like a buddy comedy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where there's, like, two beat cops are trying to take down a monster. <laughs> so I, I feel like they're just approaching it from different angles. But that's they're that's really actually a really not, valid point. They're not giving us enough about the universe.
0: No. And there's a severe lack of consistency, maybe by design or by choice, but to a viewer, it's just like, I'm failing to right. see the connection here.
1: Last point is that maybe... Maybe the whole idea of there being different timelines, some have monsters, some have aliens, maybe that all has to do with multiple dimensions crashing throughout the entire universe at once. And we're so, just like the converging point? Yeah, so it literally means that, that maybe we have monsters and maybe we have aliens, or maybe the movies take place on diff- in different dimensions. Maybe. Where one has aliens, one has monsters. I don't know, I'm just... Well, you know what? At the end
0: of the day, two steps forward, and this was the one step back. There's still two-thirds. I, I didn't Good. think it was a step back. I, would I, you I, say it was the least I, enjoyable of the yes, three? Yes, absolutely. Have, okay, well then. I,
1: I think there was a lot that did not help in any explanation, but it was it was an enjoyable watch to me. You want to rate it? Hmm? I would give it like a 75.
0: Okay. To me, this is like a 5 out of 10, so like a 50%. Okay. Uh, it wasn't the worst stuff I've ever seen, but I'm not going to... Take it with me going forward. All right. We saw that privately in our own homes. And then yesterday we went to the cinema. Yes. And saw Black Panther and we were not alone. Holy crap. Was your show crowded?
1: it was but i was in one of the fancy movie theaters i don't know if you were i was too
0: with the assigned seating Ugh, so nice it's almost kind of the only way to go now dude
1: it's like it's like flying first class for the same price you, you don't pay any more like it's nice yeah and after doing that just the one time i don't ever want to go back to the especially when you're seeing something theater. you've
0: really anticipated for a long time yeah it just made for a great viewing experience what did you think of what you saw on screen black panther it finally okay. has come
1: i know so I tried to really temper my expectations to the point where I wasn't expecting this big, beautiful movie with amazing action sequences and then come and then be disappointed. Sure. Like, I was really trying to avoid that. And even when you were saying something the other day about, oh, yeah, it looks like some, cr- critics are really, I can't remember if you said liking it or not liking it. But I was just like, ah, shut up. I don't want to know it's anything. True, you were kind of rude about it. Actually, I was. As I recall. Um, <laughs> I think I spit on you.
0: Yeah. At my request, though. So it was all right. that's true. So
1: I just, I enjoyed the movie. I really liked the movie, but there was so much, and I can get into the details a little bit later, so much about this movie that I feel like it didn't live up to my expectations. And, And my expectations were up toward where, like, Captain America Civil War is or, like, The Avengers. I just felt like, specifically in the battle sequences they were sort of lacking. There was like a couple of good ones, but then there was a lot of just hand-to-hand combat that went underwhelming to me. I'll agree to that. And I feel like the story was good and compact, but it wasn't it wasn't epic in any way.
0: Yeah, it felt very low stake.
1: Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I know they're fighting for an entire country, so maybe we shouldn't say it's low yeah. stake,
0: but yeah, it just the, the scale was um a little smaller compared to some of the things we've seen in the past and it was it was his story which which, but we've already seen him so again it's kind of like you know we got introduced to him now we're really meeting him for the first time uh and you know his lineage a lot of it what Um, did you think of it well do you mind if we just kind of i i actually wrote down a good and bad list and then if it spurs on anything jump in that little intro with just the the CG, little five minute explanation of how vibranium got there, what Wakanda is, Beautiful. how they learned Perfect. to worship the Panther Boss, I think his name was or something like that. The Panther did appear to them in their visions after okay. the vibranium. Yeah. I thought that was like cool because you know vibranium, but like where did it come from? How does well, and, it?
1: And you have to be a comic book nerd sort of to understand. Yeah, that for the lore. for the everyman, and for for the people like I mean, probably out of all of the people I went to see the movie with. I was one of maybe two that knew the backstory and everybody yeah. else was kind of seeing it just as a movie goer, not a comic book reader.
0: So I think it it cemented what someone like yourself or maybe a little more advanced knowledge already knew. Mm-hmm. And then it introduced and educated people who had no idea. Yeah. So it worked on both, I thought of, it was both ends. Uh, I also like the opening scene, the little flashback to 1992 Me too. Uh, in Oakland. I'm like, okay, this is clearly setting up something later. And I just had a feeling that kid who was staring up at the, uh, their basically their ship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's going to be someone. And then, you know, the the reveal of that's how they identify themselves from being from royal tribe, right? The tattoo on the bottom lip that shines with, so you assume that's like vibranium ink in there. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, next point I had was Wakanda was gorgeous. Yes, very, it was very bright. And I actually the words I used after this, I put it's like fully realized because you had only heard about Wakanda to this point. You know, Klaue mentioned it in uh, Age of Ultron, and we see T'Challa as a representative from Wakanda, but Mm -hmm. you never actually see it. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of what I'd imagine Wakanda looking like getting the on-screen treatment.
1: Yeah, I thought it was actually really, really cool. I mean, very metropolitan. It reminds me of New York or San Francisco, but like a very beautiful African version of it. And And I say African because there is still a lot of like, African culture yes. built into what you and I would see as like a big city on like East or West Coast. If it was, it was a nice. real place, I'd want to
0: go there. Yeah, like for sure. Sign me up for like a missions trip or whatever. It was like
1: a, it was like an African Dubai.
0: Yeah, good point. I also put I liked the relationship between T'Challa and Nakia. I really liked the dynamic between them. Like the still, you know, you can yeah. tell they were lovers, and the tension at times, the romance at times, and then when the end credit scene, you see them holding hands, like. By the way, they worked it out.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I and and to that note, I think one of the best things about this movie is the actors and actresses. They had an amazing cast, and there wasn't a single person who I was like, no, nope, that, that guy didn't work for me, or nope, that guy didn't act very well. Cool. Everyone was just just really good in this movie
0: for sure. Uh, I also liked uh, a few more good notes here. The conflict T'Challa felt about uh, the actions of his father. That was good. Remember, he gets to see him in the afterlife, yeah, and he's all like, that was some real when he's drama, having that yeah. vision quest, but then when he realizes, oh, I've got a dark family secret, and like, what would you do if you were his father in that situation? He tried to save a life by taking his own brother's life and then abandoning a kid, but yeah, that was that was some real conflict. There yeah, was some good created, drama there.
1: He created, um, what's... Killmonger. Killmonger. Well, what, yeah, I forget his real name.
0: Uh, he was the son of N'Jobu. I can't remember, I remember. his actual like birth name, but... When he said it, he he was fired up. Mm -hmm. Like when he's like, "Ask me who I am." That was kind of that was a cool scene. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I also liked some of the the moral dilemma that this movie presented. It's like, hey, we can help people with our with our tech and our abilities. But the only reason we've been able to have all this privilege is because we've stayed out of other people's problems. And I like, like Nakia, she's like, I'm a spy. I think we should help people. And other people are like, no, keep Wakanda to ourselves. We thrive as a nation. And then he decided at the end, when he's talking to the United Nations, to like, hey, my dad had said we are a third world country and very Hmm. poverty. But JK. Yeah, sorry. But I'm going to try to, you know, respect him, but I'm going to live outside of the shadow that he cast.
1: But it's not just like we're protecting ourselves by not telling the world what we have, it's really, it's kind of like, if we tell the world that we have all this vibranium and that we, that it's, it's powering us, it's powering our city, it's giving us medical technology, it's giving us weapons, it could be used in the wrong hands. It's like the
0: new gold, basically.
1: Well, but way more powerful. Sure. Because this stuff can, if put into the wrong weapon, can really destroy the entire earth. And so really, they're kind of like, if we, if we just put it out there, imagine what kind of people are going to come try to take it and then use it for bad. Yeah. And so I get both sides of it. I, and I thought it was and a really you can tell good point. that was a, point.
0: like a point of conflict for him. Like basically, hey, welcome back. You're the new king. And basically, yeah. within your first three days of your new reign, a lot of shit's gonna go down. Yeah. Yeah. They went through three kings in like three days if you really <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Two last points I want to make. I really liked Claw and Killmonger.
1: I did too. I thought they were both really good. I was disappointed when... When Claw died though. we'll see,
0: I have that as part of the bad part. Okay. But we'll get to that in a second. So yes, and we'll circle back around to that. But I thought why they were on the screen, respectively.
1: Uh-huh. Uh effective bad guys. I totally Didn't agree. Just
0: get lost. Like some of these ones like if I said like who's the bad guy from Doctor Strange, not the Dormammu guy, but do you even remember the other guy's name?
1: No. I, I, yeah, no. And
0: some of the sometimes in these Marvel movies the bad guys just kind of get lost or fade. Uh, I thought they were both strong standouts, for sure. I do, too. It and was I like thought one... they
1: worked well together because they did not have similar personalities or yes. reasons for what they were doing at all.
0: Yeah, ab- exactly. And I thought Claw was like representative of the old struggle, and here comes Killmonger, representative of the new struggle. Yeah. And it was a nice little juxtaposition between the two of them. Last point I want to make literally was at the very end of the movie. After all the credits rolled, Bucky, I knew he was going to show up, or at least I had hoped so. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. And that was nice. And you can tell... He's missing in his arm. They've got vibranium. Where's he getting his missing arm from? Oh
1: yeah, you know they're going to soup up his arm. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be absolutely. awesome. Well, and I knew that I knew
0: that was coming because well they show him in the preview for Infinity War running through like what you assumed to be Wakanda.
1: Well, and the last time you saw him, he was what frozen? Right, he was sort going of? under. Basically, he's frozen heat. in carbonite or whatever, <laughs> the Marvel equivalent. Because yeah. he's basically saying, like,
0: I'm a wanted man. There's yeah. a lot of heat on me. Why don't I just lay low? And he surrendered himself, and that was yeah. that was really smart.
1: And Captain America was there when that happened. And they made a point to, like, yeah, oh, another white boy to fix up. You heard that right? Yeah, totally basically saying, like, and I knew exactly it. what it was when they said that.
0: That was clever. Yeah. Any other good points for you that I might have missed that uh, you want to bring up?
1: Well, I think that overall. The action sequences I have a little bit of an issue with. I said good points. No, no, I am getting there. Oh, okay. Um, I think that overall the action sequences I have a little bit of an issue with, which I'll get into. Yeah. But I think that the Korean chase scene was awesome. Yeah, I. It was kind of right on par with the uh, Civil War action scene with with Black Panther. Oh, the motorcycle and yeah. the uh, tunnel and all that. That scene in. Civil war was one of my favorite scenes. And then I was expecting that kind of action, that really acrobatic Black Panther style action, right? Something that's very unique to that character. I expected that in a lot of the action sequences in this movie. And it came out there. It came out in Korea, but I kind of felt like, and this will tailor into kind of what we didn't like about it. I felt like the rest of the action sequences were very just toned down, and it was just kind of people brawling, which is okay. But out of something like Black Panther, I expected the, I expected the the action sequences to be like a step above just a hand to hand combat brawl.
0: I agree, and I think that that might speak to why critics are liking this movie more than fans, because fans are gonna eat up stuff like what you're that's true. longing for a little bit more, yeah. than you know a little more of a character development or. Uh, plot thickening, which is maybe would just speak to why there's a little division, not huge. Like, there's well, been it's an, pretty big. It's like, well, it's not like Return of the it's like 96
1: Last, to 78 or that's, that's, something uh, like that's that. That's moderate.
0: I wouldn't say it's huge, like Last oh, no. Jedi or something like that. Sure, that was okay, very divisive. So, as far as the bad stuff, um, here's what I got, and we're gonna probably mm-hmm. you know reiterate each other's points a little bit here, yeah. and that's fine. I put there was not enough Panther, he really wasn't the Panther suited up as much as I would have yes. liked.
1: There, there was, a, and that hence a lot of the action sequences being kind of toned down. Yes. A lot of them were just him. Yeah. A lot of them were him specifically not as the Panther.
0: Stripped away of his Panther yeah. powers twice. And I get that because they want to, you know, make it a fair fight when they're challenging the ritual challenge. But I just could have used more Panther, personally. I 100% agree. Uh, I also put the movie was a little too long. And at some point, it felt like to me it lost steam. I don't know exactly when that was. I'm not saying because. Uh, claw dying but i felt like right around the time when claw went out right around that point i just felt like the movie lost a little bit of steam it It was became
1: a different movie at that point
0: yeah it was longer than it needed to be it could have probably wrapped up like 15 20 minutes sooner and had no less positive effect on me here's the something that really kind of was like you already made mention of it i'll just reiterate it and i put i wish claw had stuck around i thought he was such a mover in this one he was a catalyst and you know T'Challa was fired up around him and I really liked that and it was just kind of like when he went out it went out very unceremoniously yeah as soon as he his that's arm was... I
1: think I think that he deserved something bigger yeah if he was gonna die he deserved a better death I know that sounds weird because he's a villain but but it was just so like oh yeah he died and and Claw in, in the Marvel Universe especially in Black Panther he's big like he's oh for sure the villain oh and in the comic books he becomes something completely different yeah he 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 has that like arm cannon, right. And he can project sort of sound. It's, it's all like sound. Yeah. I've seen like, sound waves, sound waves. before. And, um, in the comics and like, Oh man, it's been a while. I remember he builds some sort of contraption that he climbs into when he's like in near death. And then his entire existence, his entire body becomes sound. And so he becomes a lot more powerful and harder to kill if, Maybe even even impossible to kill, and I expected something like that. Like I expected near the end of this movie that to happen, something along yes. those lines.
0: And I don't mind the fact that he got turned in, but just the way he did. Like he was wrapped up in a tarp and then be like, he's like, "Hey, you won. This guy dead, right? Because he killed a lot of you. Well, here you go. It, why couldn't he have brought him in alive and then he escapes later? Or he gets used as a, a constructive point for totally a later. Agree. Yeah, that was just kind of I. F- Maybe Disney doesn't like Andy Serkis. They're like, hey, we inherited you in, yeah. with the Disney movies. They keep using him Star- and killing him? Yes. I mean, he died in Star Wars very, very...
1: Oh, I thought that was a good death.
0: Well, at least it was, but I'm just saying, maybe Disney's just like, we're going to write you off. We you don't need you. think you're your... really good,
1: temporarily.
0: <laughs> temporarily, yeah. You were good in spurts. Although, he, his energy, I just love Andy Serkis. Like, and he, he, his character... He's never the same in anything.
1: Yes, exactly. His character was so different... But it seemed like a really good, cohesive character, like a crazy character, but one that you just immediately were like, I understand who and what that guy is.
0: Yeah. And when he's being, uh, you know, questioned by uh, Agent Ross, just, I, I don't know. He was so slimy, but like truthful too. Yeah. Like I really, I,
1: I, I dug it. And I, I, I wish
0: she didn't have to go, especially the way he did, but we're moving on. Ah, uh, how about this? Vibranium, it can do anything. Like, I that thought it was, was a little b- cheesy how they're using yeah. communications and it like digitally projects. And it's just like, hey, what do we need? Oh, Vibranium can do it. It's just
1: like, okay. Well, and the, it's like Vibranium in no matter what form will do whatever they want whatever. it to. Like for example, they had those um, beads on their wrists, right?
0: And they can communicate? And because not only
1: it? do they, yeah, they communicate they also you can take them off and stick them in a wound and it somehow yeah. helps you heal.
0: It was a little James Bondish, like, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. actually she, she you're right. She His was Q. sister was very much cute. Yeah. And then but then there was also the time where he goes, turn on the train yeah. and she turns it on with her little charm bracelet. And yeah. I'm like, okay. That, that was, was cheesy. too much. Yeah. That was too much.
0: Yeah, Vibranium was a little It can't be the answer to everything. To everything. Yeah. It it was basically like a magic it wand. It needs to something. have rules. At least some grounding, you know. So maybe they dial back next time. I don't know. Uh, I'm also going to put this, and I, I talked about this with uh, my brother and my dad, who I saw this movie with, and uh-huh. we kind of all agreed, even though we we're all three different kinds of fans. T'Challa, he looked kind of weak in this one. He was, I mean, not as a ruler or a leader, but just as far like as you know, when he's fighting, he got his ass kicked a lot. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of disappointed that he basically went off with such a whimper when, and, and I knew that he was going to lose the fight to Killmonger, but right. just like I thought, maybe because he did something dirty or illegal or something like that, he basically kicked his ass.
1: Yeah, well, and they uh, made he's him... been training all his life to kick his ass.
0: Well, and they they really sold that point. But I'm like, T'Challa like a warrior prince, and it's all he's been getting ready for is to be a king yeah. and like a fighting king. And it's just like he got his ass kicked a lot. And I was just like, they kind of made him look like a black a kitten. You know, whatever Panther is when it's a young baby. okay, He was just like kind of he was
1: soft. Well, yeah, and i I agree with you, but i I also think that they are making him he's still learning how to be the Black Panther. true. And I mean, this is a this is a sort of an origin story in a way, um because the first time he takes on the mantle of Black Panther was when his father died in civil war.
0: And he was obviously and preparing, he was really good, but then, he wasn't but, ready. Yeah, and he was yeah.
1: really good, but he also had the Black Panther suit, and he had the the heart-shaped herb that made him stronger and faster. Yeah. And once you take that away, he's just human. He's just a well-trained human, but he still can be beat in yeah. combat. And kind of to dovetail
0: off my last point about um, him looking kind of a little weak, uh-huh. I actually enjoyed him a lot more in Civil War. He was more of Me a, a badass in Civil War. He and was, I wish I would have kept that. I agree. Yeah, so they, they just it lost a little bit in translation. Um, I was really disappointed that The Last Stone didn't show up in this. I thought for sure it would. I thought this was the yeah. one where we see the, the... The Soul Stone. The one we haven't seen yet on on film.
1: I think we, we haven't seen The Soul Stone yet.
0: I'm pretty sure you're right. So I thought that was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but just all the more to look forward to uh, May 4th. A couple last little bullet points I want to make. I was expecting, well, no, not expect, hoping, not expecting, the full-on transformation into the Panther. They hinted at, remember when his, the Panther, when he's having his vision, after he gets buried first time as the king, the Panther comes off the tree and transforms into his dad. And, and T'Challa has, in the comics, like, invoked the power of the panther so much where it takes over his body and he becomes a panther. It's happened in comics. It's happened in some of the yeah, animations. Yeah,
1: but I think that in the real cinematic universe, that would have seemed really cheesy.
0: Well, yeah, but you're almost waiting for it if you, like, really know a lot about that character. It was disappointing when Ant-Man, in his own movie, didn't turn into, you know, Giant Man. you like, yeah. But but they but- saved it and they did it later and it was a it was a big payoff. Do you remember how the crowd cuz we saw that movie together. It popped like there was an audible like yeah, finally we get to see this. I almost thought like he was going to need to dig down so harder, like be so presented with the challenge that he has to turn into the panther. He can do it. Maybe he doesn't know how yeah, but yet. But I
1: feel like in this universe that's I mean in comics it's one thing, but in the cinematic universe that's that's still somewhat based on regular it's world in room some, okay. rules. I feel like that would have been a stretch.
0: I wonder if there's a way for them to do it well. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying. I wonder if there's somewhere in between a good compromise. So how they could do it where it wouldn't look cheesy and it would still. Right. I don't know. I wonder if. I wonder if. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I get. I get you. And to speak to some of the points you were making earlier about some of the action sequences being a little lackluster, I thought the final fight between T'Challa and Killmonger was kind of weak. It was very weak. It was disappointing.
1: Once again, so here's and you couldn't
0: even see what the hell was going on. They're yes. just like rolling around. It looked like something from. Transformers
1: And those are the two problems I have. One is it was down to a fist fight, which when you have two people in, in those suits that have the heart-shaped herb throughout them, so they have they have better reflexes, they can jump higher, run faster, they can fight better. Yeah, and they're you just expected slugging more mobility, right? You expected horizontal and vertical fighting where they're moving around and using things to their advantage. But really, it was just a fist fight on a train track. And... The way the director filmed fight scenes was things were a little too close up yes. to the point and too fast to cuts and you to the point where was, you couldn't see what
0: was happening. There's no distinguishing motion or action or like slowed down perspective. It was, it was just kind of a blur. Uh, and it looked kind of like crap Like it did. on top of that visually.
1: I don't think that this director was the correct director. He, for story-wise,
0: this guy's got... Uh, this sure. Is, this is the same guy who did... Creed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Fruitvale Station where Michael B. Jordan got his his start um okay yeah also kind of funny that movie took place on a real life events based in oakland and it went back to oakland for this Mm. movie so the guys i think he's from oakland but that's neither here nor there story-wise he did uh, a great job was fine but yeah action-wise he was not
1: no he he wasn't set for it
0: yeah and it, it really showed through and the first scene where he's panther when he's in his Panther suit, it was awesome because he's doing like gymnastic acrobat things and he's like prowling and that was cool because he's just interacting but like you said, but when he comes to someone who has his equal skill set and is in a suit too made of vibranium, they just end up slugging each other and he just stabs them after rolling in front of a train. Yeah, and then he goes, good move. That was it.
1: And then, but the uh, the audience is like, wait, what move? I could hardly see what he did. We didn't
0: see what he did. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of Spider-Man, that was a good move. Remember the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire? He anticipated, because of Spider-Sense, he jumped up, because he knew it was coming, and it stuck him in. Yeah, and they showed very clearly what a move was. That was just like, I I didn't, what? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty disappointing.
1: I think we both agree that there is a lot lacking from this.
0: May I make one last point, though? Oh, okay. Then I, I really am done. I did not find Agent Ross, who I like. He was boring he didn't really serve much of a purpose I just to him. show that they had technology and they could sever a, uh, or connect a severed spine and he was well, a, pilot. He did a lot
1: more than that i, eh,
0: I, I wasn't into his character in i this liked one. him
1: i i thought it was i thought it was nice sure well, and, teach their own and i like him as an actor
0: oh yeah i got love for marty freeman
1: all in all it sounds like i still enjoyed liked it
0: the movie not what i was expecting
1: not what I was expecting or either. In and a I, lot of ways, what I was, hoping I was for. disappointed with the action sequences.
0: They've done or, T'Challa and Black Panther really right in civil war. Not so much as we feel in his own movie. Hopefully we get another good look at him in Avengers in, yeah. Infinity War.
1: What would you rate this movie on a one to 100?
0: High seventies for me. Okay. Like, I was going to say 70s, low eighties. I was
1: going to say 85. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: I'd give it tops 80. Yeah. It, it was like a C okay. plus B movie. Um, I'm glad I saw it though. Me too. And this m- movie did huge. You can tell a lot of people were waiting for this one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, black which power. is, uh,
1: you know, I think that's. I think it's really cool that we, the first black superhero. You're well, wrong. I shouldn't say me Meteor Man. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, so I shouldn't say first, but I just well, mean especially like, in the modern era. I mean, of like, yeah, I mean, like a modern Marvel Cinematic Universe black superhero and he's coming strong and what this shows is that the country is like give give us more of this kind of thing so i i think that actually says a lot i think it's great
0: i hope that if there's a second movie that wakana comes under fire and i'd like to see i think that's going to happen in oh they actually have pretty much already hinted at it but yeah hopefully t'challa and black panther are making it out of the upcoming infinity wars and I'm if sure they, will. they get a, a second chance to maybe address some of the things that aren't working so well in the first one then they'll have a really solid uh foundation to go off of because that lead chadwick boseman and he's really he's good. super good and the whole supporting cast is is right there with him so
1: i almost wish michael b jordan didn't die i kind of and do it would too. have been really nice in like the future to have him maybe I'll he's in prison alongside something, though but sooner or later you have a second like realize Panther. We yeah can, we're like, family Oh, that would have been awesome.
0: His reasons for wanting to die, though, were pretty solid, though. He's like, what, you think I'm going to be a prisoner like all the people? Yeah. I'm, I'm,
1: My ancestors jumped, jumped off, off the boat, boat because
0: they knew what was coming.
1: Because I thought that was better than living a life of... He was very educated. Th- yeah, I appreciate exactly. that. And he was damn good at fighting. Yes. And I, yeah. I so thanks
0: that. for listening to us discuss that and spoil it if we did, but probably didn't because you're like us. You went and saw it opening weekend. We know you did. We're winding down, but not before we get out of here with giving you a shadow of the synopsis of which Brandon's got this time for me. After that, we'll get into the awesome quote in Geek History. I think we're
1: primed and ready. This story begins with an operative from an organization known as The Agency being dropped into a Caribbean tropical island after being called there by his commanding officer to help overthrow the island's dictator, whom the agency believes to be in possession of weapons of mass destruction. After his arrival, the protagonist allies himself with a guerrilla group staging a rebellion against the regime and the local drug cartel, another enemy of the government. The main protagonist assists them in the civil war against the corrupt officials and helps liberate the local territories. Eventually, WMDs are discovered, and with the island so politically unstable, and with the guerrillas having the upper hand, the president is forced to retreat to his private presidential island just off the mainland. The main protagonist goes to the island to kill the president, but he attempts to escape via jet. However, the main character is able to board the jet and he ends up killing the president and the last of his army, ending his reign over the islands explanation point well,
0: okay, now I got it yeah, <laughs> um, I am very certain that you are describing a video game, okay especially because you keep saying the the protagonist
1: well the protag- protagonist could, uh, yeah, but it I feels mean,
0: it feels like a video game in, in the way you're saying it
1: yeah you c- i mean you could say in die hard I mean you know. Is it Die Hard? John is the, is the, the protagonist.
0: Um, are you, by chance, describing Just Cause? I am. Yeah. yeah.
1: Great game. Great well, series
0: game. of games. Well, number two was a little sleepy, but three had a strong yeah. uh, rebound. I like those games. Yeah, for sure.
1: They're pretty ridiculous, but good.
0: Now we're friends. Okay. And as my gift to you, friend, okay. podcast buddy, I want to give you this week's quote and awesome geek quote history.
1: Okay. But quote. I
0: don't want to mess it up. So instead, I'm going to give you the awesome quote and geek history. Okay. Oh, I have to set it up, huh? Yeah. Oh, you want to follow the link real quick? Why don't you cue that up and I'll talk about it. I love all things Ghostbusters. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Yeah, great. Handmade series. series. um, The toy line was awesome. First movie, great. Second movie, not so great, but it did have this little gem. Heat them up.
2: do re y
0: a little bit of homage to The Sound of Music, I guess? do Ray Me, Yeah, I do, guess. Do-Re-Egon. But the the audio portion of that is funny in and of itself, but it's the facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. That he Bil- almost
1: looks at the camera at the end when he's like, like eh? Egon, eh.
0: Yeah. Good movie. Good quote. Sure. Good episode of The Random Fandom. Uh, get to know us at RandomFandom WBB.
1: You can email us at RandomFandomCast at gmail.com. And of course please rate us on any of the podcast apps that you listen to us.
0: That's where we live and reside digitally. Yep. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to us talk about the stuff we love and thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky.
2: But oh how it looks so cool Fighting there In your suit Only you And Killmonger You start Exciting, right? Yeah. kind of Black Panther, final boss fight on the railway. Save the country's vibranium. you next Avengers, I can't wait. Kong to Black Panther. T'challa. Final boss fight on the railway. Save the country's vibranium. Next Avengers, I can't wait.
0: How do we do? Great. Wow. Hey listeners, this is Brandon Green, and I'm just putting the finishing touches on this podcast, and I wanted to share with you some of the clips that got omitted from this week's episode, because, you know, it's not fun to admit, but we stutter a lot, and that doesn't always sound good, but I just felt it was kind of funny, so here's like a three-second clip of us stuttering. Enjoy.
1: But, did, but, did,
0: uh, what's the... Uh,
1: Ah. <laughs>